0: Welcome, and thanks for joining me today on Mortgage Manager Playbook, a podcast for sales leaders who want to improve their team's sales performance and originate more loans. I'm Pat Sherlock, your host. Today's topic is such an important topic, sales discipline and accountability. And I have the perfect expert to share his thoughts on this, and that's Mike Yates. Mike is Senior Vice President at Mercantile Bank. He's the head of mortgage, and Mike has had a long career within mortgage banking, was a chemical flag star and several others. And Mike considers himself a mortgage dork, so I have to ask about that. But let's just jump into Mike. How did you get into the world of mortgage banking?
1: Well, thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm one of those rare people that actually somewhat chose this industry. I uh, I know most people fall into this industry, but. I grew up in a really small town, and part of a high school program was to go to local banks and learn all about banking, and one of the things we learned about was mortgage lending, and I, I really liked it. So I went to college and got my degree in um, you know business and finance, and then uh, I knew I wanted to work for a bank, so I got a job at a bank. It took me a few years to get into mortgage lending, but... Once I did, I loved it and I, I do consider myself a mortgage dork. I, I just absolutely have a huge passion for this industry and all the cool opportunities it provides. So I find myself even even in free time thinking about mortgages and things like that. So
0: well that is a mortgage door. <laughs> so, <laughs> so but I have to agree I feel the same way and I actually started at a bank too. So I can relive your history also and feel very fortunate to be in mortgage banking all these years for sure. But talk about and share with our listeners, you know, what are your challenges in your current position?
1: man this industry certainly is uh, providing lots of challenges lots of obstacles and 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 I know our our topic today is about sales discipline so I I kind of think you know through this question in really kind of a human approach so one of my one of my biggest challenges right now is really keeping my sales team focused in today's market so there's a lot of comparison that goes on in in our industry we love to talk about 2 3 years ago but Ultimately, the sales calls are happening right now and the challenges are happening right now. And so so probably one of my biggest challenges is keeping the sales team motivated and very realistic um, about how to uh, how to land sales today.
0: Well, that's why we have this important topic. So I'm I'm glad that we're going to talk about it is a discipline and accountability that people have to look at. But talk about the trends that you see for the rest of the year. And also we'll talk about what do you think next year is going to look like?
1: Certainly a loaded question when you think about all the trends that could possibly pop up. I am, I feel like more very realistic about what this market will provide us in for the rest of this year and even into next year. And I'm conservative when it comes to that. I think it's going to be relatively a flat market. I think what we're getting month to month now is what we'll get for the next 18 months. Uh, I know a lot of loan officers are really hoping for a big refinance market mm-hmm. in the future. And I, I just don't see it happening. I think that rates would have to come down drastically to really get a refinance boom. So. I've been doing this for 20 years and in that 20 years, it's been, it's been good. There's been some challenges, but it, it's provided some really great interest rates and a lot of great opportunities. I actually think my next 20 years, I think we're going to, we're going to have a little bit more challenges and have to focus on all the value that we bring and how to land transactions outside of rate and product.
0: Well, that's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah. To yes, that yes. way for sure. So from a long-term standpoint, um, what are the thoughts about that? You see the flat market for a while is what you're saying.
1: I, I do. I, I see when I think of our projections that we're trying to do here at Mercantile, it's it's relatively flat for this year into next year. We do see some opportunities for, for some potential refinances and just more of those accommodation loans as people have to make you know a choice. Life does happen. And so we can step in and help. But yeah, for the short 18 months, I see relatively flat. When I think long term, what kind of keeps me up at night, is is really, again, kind of relating to our topic today, is kind of the human approach of just the transfer of knowledge that we're gonna that we have to occur in this in this industry over over the next couple of years. Is we have a lot of seasoned loan officers nearing retirement. Um, I I ran some numbers. We have had 17% of our team in the last uh, year, last 12 months, retire or move to a different industry. And that's just a tremendous amount of knowledge that we're going to lose. So I really want to focus on trying to get uh, that knowledge transferred to our newer loan officers.
0: Well, I can't agree with you more. And I think that's actually a smart strategy. And unfortunately, I don't see too many lenders thinking about that. So I'm glad to hear that you are thinking because I see it the same way. It's just demographics and they speak for themselves. Well, that's a good segue into our main topic about sales discipline and accountability. Uh, Talk about what you see with that.
1: Yeah, I, I, as we set up this topic and kind of the framework, when when we hear discipline, you know, I think we probably think more of the negative side or punitive, or and I don't want to think that way. I when we think about kind of a, a sales discipline culture, I want to talk about how supportive that can be and how. When done right, it can provide a lot of opportunities to help grow our loan officers and our and our sales teams and our operations team. So just to kind of set the stage with that, for today, when we talk about discipline, it, it's really more of structure and um, accountability and all the things that we can do to really coach the loan officers or fellow sales managers and, and challenge them to think differently, to improve on their performance I, it's one of the topics that we probably don't do well in this industry, and I love this industry, right? I, I'm super passionate about mortgage lending, but one of the things that we can challenge ourselves or, or struggle with is being coachable and kind of looking in the mirror and and saying, okay, what do we do really, really well, and what do we not do well, and and how can we get better at that? So there's a lot of topics I know we'll talk about today when it comes to the actual accountability piece, but I want to set the framework of of how important and how positive results can come from a disciplined sales culture.
0: Well, I agree with that also 100%. Does it surprise you? And this is just my experience. And of course, we're involved with sales training every day. It does surprise me in this 2023, how many originators aren't structured. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They They just wait for what's going to happen today and that doesn't work. And so what are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, when you when you I've had the privilege of managing, I don't know, let's just say 150 loan officers in my career. And when you really think of those that you would put into that top tier, Mm -hmm. you kind of have the, the good, solid loan officers and they are they are disciplined and very good at one or two th- two things. Maybe they're really good about staying routine on their sales calls. Maybe they're really, really good about coming into the office and working every day and putting the hours in and, and you know running this industry like a numbers game. But when you get to the really the top, top threshold of, of top producers, they are disciplined at almost every aspect of what they do. So it's not just coming to the office and getting the work done. It's Things like managing a lost loan log, right? They're 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 able to look at a loan that they did not get. They're able to examine and debrief on why they potentially did not get that. And they're able to learn from it. Uh or for example, they lose a loan, they they don't they don't land the loan and they don't stop calling that person. They write down the fact that that loan was supposed to close in 30 days and they continue to follow up. Even though they might not have landed the loan, they they continue to follow up and make sure that everything went well with that client at another institution. So the discipline piece is just important because it comes down to having all of these processes that when you look at one might not seem that impactful, but when you look at all of them, And how they total, it's super impactful. And I think that's how you get to really that top threshold.
0: So do you think that the refinance markets, which we've had quite a few over the last 10 years and greater, that that this just moves into that the business, they think it's easier? What do you think is actually the issue?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, this industry as a salesperson is hard. It is, if you, if you are good, it is demanding. It can take a lot of your time and resources, emotional intelligence. I mean, it it can be really demanding. What I think the refinance boom does is it focuses the loan officer too much on product price, maybe potentially a savings so I hate to say anything in mortgage lending is easy, but it definitely is is um, easier to land a refinance loan when you have a real savings to a client than it is to sit across the table from a first-time homebuyer and provide them with all the value that you can bring when they don't recognize potentially how important that value is. And again, that kind of goes back to that discipline of how, how disciplined are you with an elevator speech? How disciplined are you mm-hmm. with understanding the needs of your clients? And, and how disciplined are you and focused are you on making sure that you're not just selling product and rate?
0: So, from your viewpoint, since you work day to day with loan officers, do you think—and this is something I see all the time in training classes—is that they want the lender to do it instead of looking in the mirror themselves? What are your thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you know I'm I'm so blessed. the The group I have here very seasoned, very strong. We're a small organization, so 35 loan officers, and they they bring a tremendous talent. But but you're right. I get I get every once in a while this thought of well, what what can marketing do? For for me? Or, you know, what can, what can data analytics or all these things? And those are very, very valid questions. Looking again at all the top producers that, that I've had the privilege of working with, they have created their own success. They have, again, taken the time to analyze exactly potentially why they did not land a deal or, or why they did. And they replicate that. It's kind of like, do one thing really well. And then when you nail that, do it again, right? And then when you do two of those, okay, now do four of those. Before you know it, you have this funnel and this process that's really providing tremendous results and you're enjoying it and you're you're satisfying your clients and your referral sources.
0: Well, it's interesting that you raise all of these topics, so I agree with you 100%. But let's switch over to the accountability side, which is really a segue from what we just were talking about, that this is not an easy business, but it is a business that you can obviously be rewarded greatly. So accountability, talk about what you see, the better loan officers versus the others and what that all means.
1: Yeah. So for the framework of accountability, I, I, I want to start by saying I'm a firm believer in having a real understanding of what your expectations of a loan officer are going to be. And sometimes you you work in some institutions that the loan officer really just does everything, and they're just held accountable for way too much. And, and so at the end of the day, identifying three, four, maybe five, but no more than five. What do you really need out of your sales team? And so for us, of course, one of them is to close loans, right? <laughs> to, right. to go out there and bring in the loans. And so when we start talking about accountability, it's you got to start with what are your real expectations? So we really have three main expectations here from our sales staff. And one of them is production. And that, that can expand a little bit into what type of production diversified production. But really, production is one of them. The other one is a quality component and just that balance with our operations team. And then the third one is, is client service, right? Service to the clients, customer scores, um, referral scores. We survey everybody when the transaction is done from the client to the realtors to make sure that they really had a good experience with us. And so when you, when you get to that, where those are the three main things, and again, each one of those kinds expands into other, um, other topics. It's much easier to sit across from a loan officer and talk about the year and give them their annual review and hold them accountable because you're only holding them accountable for for realistic expectations, things that provide um, income-producing activities, things that provide income to the bank.
0: So when you talk about, and I love the fact that you survey, and so what do you see the comments being? when the person selecting five stars, the realtor side and the consumer side, what did they talk about? I'm sure you probably have analyzed that.
1: Yeah, we love our data here, that's for sure. Um, so if you really think about, and anybody can think about this, when when you think about something you purchased and your experience and bigger purchase, a car purchase, a house, whatever it may be, I think most customers look back and they have a positive feeling about that purchase when they basically got what they wanted. And, and vice versa, if you think about a negative experience when you went to go purchase again, for example, a car, you, you probably think negatively because you didn't get what you wanted. Maybe it wasn't the payment. Maybe it wasn't the color. Maybe it wasn't the car you wanted. And so we really just boil it down to, and the surveys kind of reflect this, is that let's give our clients and our referral sources what they want. And then let's bring that into the sales cycle. So if you're if you're a sales manager or talking to your loan officer, let's talk about those things, right? What is it that we really need? If you're a loan officer talking to your client, sitting across the table from them, their desk. I'm old school. I love to have clients, you know, in in my office, but sitting across from them, saying, "Tell me what's important to you as we go through this process, and and you know what what will provide you a, a good experience." And of course. Most people might say, Well, product and rate, but you can definitely dive into that a little bit more. So, when when we do our surveys, they're very quick surveys. It's really just a a few questions on Did you enjoy your experience with us and give us kind of a rating? Would you recommend us? You know, and, and then anything you want us to know. The comments that we receive are always about communication and. I felt supported. I, you know, they answered my questions. I felt like they were wanting me to get this house just as much as I wanted it. I don't get surveys back saying I picked you because of rate or product.
0: Well, I'm glad you said that because I just think it's such a basic, but so often loan officers don't recognize. What do you see the realtors saying about the loan officer?
1: It's it's communication, and then there is a timing component for sure. Um, I, I think it's just ingrained in our industry that we move quick and then we have to move quicker. And then once we nail that, we move even quicker. And, you know, it is something I, I wish we would not focus so much on because ultimately what gets a client to return to us and to the real estate, uh, uh, realtors is that they have a, the clients have a good experience. So every once in a while, we'll have a, a timing component to that. But most of the time it's, it was, uh, they, they delivered what they said they were going to deliver. And that's super important that, you know, we, per, we at the bank have a culture that allows our loan officers to have a voice. And when they go out and they make a commitment to a client or to a real estate agent, that we can back that up. And so all the comments we get on our real estate uh, realtor surveys are all based on uh, communication for the most part.
0: Sure. Well, that's not surprising. In fact, lots of research has been done on that. But do you find it surprising? Maybe not that when you look at what Black Knight says, and they talk about that only 20% of consumers go back to the original loan officer and 80% walk to somebody else. Does that surprise you?
1: No, no. Does it make me sad? (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. It doesn't surprise me because, again, kind of going back to that discipline piece, this is a piece that I think we, as loan officers, we think because we delivered a great experience that the client is naturally going to return.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's just so many forces out there that are pulling that client away from us that we unfortunately don't get to see. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, we rely on uh, kind of these email CRMs, and I'm not, I'm, I, 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 we have one here, we we use it, I, I do support it. But ultimately, that is not going to convince a client to come back to you. And so what convinces a client of coming back to you, and we just challenged our sales team to do this just this last month, is to pick up the phone and check in with them. You know, check in with your client. And you might not have any need or reason to, but just check in and to text them on their birthdays and to actually form a real relationship with that client. And unfortunately, and Pat, you know this, there's a lot of loan officers that that could use some improvement in that segment of the sales cycle.
0: Right. Well, you're exactly right. That's why 80% walk. And that's why you're in the churning business of always trying to replace, which is much more difficult than when you look at top producers, they kind of get this and they understand that that is a referral source base that uh, helps you bridge the hard times because you actually have developed a relationship. So I think you're exactly right for sure. Is there any other thoughts that you might have about the accountability side? Is there something the lender can do? Or what is it that the loan officer should step to the plate to do?
1: Yeah, when it comes to the accountability piece, and I I, again, I, I feel very blessed for the team that we have here. There's kind of two things that I that I thought we could just talk real quickly about, and how important it is for us to set the stage of accountability. And so, again, nobody likes that, that word, right? When you think accountability, right. you automatically think of your manager walking in and telling you what you didn't do, and that's not okay. what it is. It's, it's totally the opposite. It's such a supportive culture. So one of, the, one of the things we have here is Merck Mortgage Foundations. There are 12 pillars of our success, and one of them is a pillar called Be Coachable, Be, Be the Coach. And it is a open uh, open thought that anyone on the team can be the coach, which means you can coach up or down. And so you can come into my office and say, hey, I have a Merck Mortgage moment with you. I have a, a, I have a coachable moment that I want to have with you, Mike. And you can coach me on, maybe I said something that didn't land well. Maybe we're going in a direction you don't love. And so that accountability piece, that Merck Mortgage Foundation allows us to have these great open conversations without the emotions attached to them. Uh, One of the greatest things we've done is to come out with these foundations that allow us to have deeper conversations. Let me go back in time a little bit. I I can't I cannot remember a time where a manager came in and said, all these things are good, Mike, but let's go deeper into your business model. Let's get to the heart of some things I think if you could do this, this, and this, you could really hit that top tier. And, and that is what we as sales managers, right? This industry doesn't value sales managers like they should, but that's what we have to do. Let's get past the, uh, you rushed too many loans or you didn't have the best quality on this, this transaction. Let's get to the heart of the business models of our loan officers and how we can impact that in order to have them produce more have more autonomy in their work schedule you know have more work life balance and that's when you really do all of this well when you when you do the accountability piece well and you do the discipline sales culture well you can get to those really great conversations that ultimately make that loan officer have a better experience with their work
0: Well, that's, I think that's fabulous that you're doing that because there's not enough of that for sure. And so we only have a few minutes left, Mike. I mean, this has been, this has been outstanding. So share some of the lessons that you've learned that you think are really important takeaways for our listeners.
1: Yeah. And thanks again for the opportunity to be here. I, if I could sum all this up in, in just a, uh, just a minute, it would be, Truly, when you hear the word discipline and accountability, don't, don't think negative. Think super, super positive. Uh, you know, Have a culture of a supportive network. Start very realistic. Start with having two or three things that you want to manage, and these are the expectations of the team. Um, have the data to back it up. Now, again, we're, we're really lucky here to have this amazing data analytics team in-house that helps us. But if you're still using Excel for things, hey, that's great, but you know, be able to, to track some of these results. And, and then at the end of the day, if you can get to the heart of the conversations and you can focus on a loan officer's business model instead of you know, the surface level level items, I think that's where you get to some real success.
0: Well, I have to have you come back, Mike, because I think that's another discussion that there's not enough of understanding how to have this discussion on the the loan officer's business model. I think you're exactly right. And I certainly appreciate you bringing this all up because I think it's very critical. And I want to thank our listeners today and thank especially Mike for sharing his thoughts. And certainly we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Manager Playbook. You can catch up on all our episodes by subscribing to receive each week a new show. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and team members. If you're looking to increase production, call me to discuss my prospecting sales training program, Ramping Up Realtor Referral Sources. Check out my website, www.patsherlock.com.